Anything in a Bit Gay podcast. I'm your host, Zach Randalls Friedman. And tonight I am here with my husband, Andrew Randalls Friedman, once again to bring you our latest episode. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Zach. Hi, everybody. Good evening. On our last episode, we talked a bit about our 25-year relationship and how long we've been together and how we met and our whole history. And we also mentioned in that podcast that we were not in an open relationship and that we're monogamous. And tonight we're going to talk about what it's like to be in an open relationship. We're just going to explore like what our friends are doing and things that we've heard and stuff. And so we're going to start off there. So Andrew, what do you think about open relationships? Not just for us, but just in general. I think um, open relationships are fine. It's really up to the individuals to have clear and open communication in all aspects of a relationship, you know, as much as people do in a relationship. And so if you choose to be in an open relationship and have others, that's totally up to those individuals and, and good for them. Yes. So we have many friends. Most of our friends are actually in open relationships at this point. It's worked out fine for some because some are married and been together for multiple years. And then other friends that we had were together that opened their relationship up and then it no longer is there. Um, So we looked up a few things and that uh, 20% of people in the U.S. are actually in open relationships. So that's a that's a pretty big number, I think. And then 33% of gay couples are in open relationships. Does that number surprise you? Do, you, does the, do those numbers surprise me? No, they don't surprise me. And 5% of lesbian couples are in open relationships, so much lower, which that does surprise me, actually. Really? Yeah. I guess it doesn't surprise me. We might be stereotyping... Um, Generally speaking, they say that women um, kind of equate relation, you know, sex with an emotional connection, right? More so than men. Not that that men don't uh, equate sex with an uh, emotional connection, and so therefore, I guess those numbers kind of make sense, you know, if yeah. you look at it from that perspective. I mean, I think it's always interesting to know, like, how do you um, open your relationship up? So do people come into a relationship and that's what they say up front? I mean, we've been together for 25 years. So, uh, you know, do new couples that meet on Grindr or Scruff or wherever, are they saying in their profiles, like, I'm into an open relationship and that's what they do? Or do you, like, how do you have that conversation? Yeah, I mean... Most couples who are probably have conversations when you decide to be in a relationship with a person and you get to grow closer to each other, mm-hmm. you start to set certain uh, boundaries, I guess, or not boundaries, but just an understanding of what is the re- what type of relationship are we going to have? Are we going to be together? And what does that mean? And I would imagine that with gay men because it probably is more prevalent, open relationships or multiple sexual partners, that that conversation ha- probably happens at the out- towards the outset, perhaps, when mm-hmm. people are first entering into relationships. It's kind of like, what are your past relationships? Most people often have conversations about past relationships as they're beginning to meet someone who's going yeah. to be a romantic partner. 
And uh, I would I would guess that those things come up. I mean, with us, it came up. We talked about it. We talked about... Yeah, we were together about three months. And we said, do we want to have an open relationship? And we both basically said no at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to just what we experienced growing up with our parents being together. Yeah. And, um, and it may be a reflection of the times yep. as well. I think there's a certain, at least how we look at it, certain health related yeah, exactly. areas that we are maybe more concerned about than others. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think that's just kind of. I mean, you're in an open relationship. Are. What do you do? I mean, are you, are you having safe sex with your spouse or your partner the entire time because you've gone out and you've messed around with other people? So that's another thing that yeah, that's, you, you have to think about. Yeah, and what does that mean? I mean, there's you know sexually transmitted diseases. There is AIDS in the gay community. You know more so, I guess, in the straight community, at least in the United States, as far as my understanding is, and people are taking various uh, prescription medications. Yep. I think it's called PrEP, PrEP, and I don't know that much about it, but people take start taking these medications, I believe, on a daily basis, just like a multivitamin that is a prophylactic in terms of would help you fight off if you had if you, if you had help, HIV, I believe. Yeah, I think it helps prevent you from getting HIV, but what it doesn't do is it does not help you from getting other sexually Any transmitted diseases. Yeah, yes. so, so that's why I feel like if you're in an open relationship, you have to use uh, you know, a condom or whatever with your partner kind of moving forward because you're, you've, you're exposed. If you're both open and you're out there, you're kind of doubling your chances of yeah, something. Yeah, double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> and double, double your risk. Double those bumps on your lips and your gums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should that be the tagline for my show? <laughs> um, and, you know, I think the other thing is, is that, you know, some of our friends are open with each other, where they're going off and playing with other people together. And then others are, like, only when they travel or when they're out of town. Um and, you know, I'm wondering if everybody that we know is honest uh, about their open relationship. So, you know, if somebody's at work, is they have an open relationship, are they telling their partner every time they come home, oh, yeah, I hooked up with somebody where you were at work today. So, you know, I'm wondering if people are really that open or are they kind of just like, yeah, we have, we have an open relationship, but we're not going to really discuss it. So, well, Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's almost like the same things. It's like any other aspect of a relationship. And I mean, I guess it opens, you open the, when you have an open relationship, a lot of couples establish certain boundaries or rules yep. related to it. So as you mentioned, you know, only when we're, we're traveling, only when we're outside of our home, you know, sphere, yep. for example, um, can't be, or it can't be anybody we know. Yeah. Or nothing. We can't do anything in the home or the or where we live. Yeah. And uh, and or maybe there's certain um, certain acts, sexual acts that that we can only do with each other versus other people. Don't kiss any other people or mm, like whatever. pretty woman. Yes, exactly. Like pretty woman. <laughs> so people well, set up I these think... boundaries. I think it's easier just to slip. Yeah. Right. When you have those boundaries and you've already opened the door. I would, I would guess, and just from what I've heard from various couples that didn't survive open relationships, is that those boundaries can often start to fade. 
And do any of your straight friends that you went to college or high school with, because you're in touch with a very large amount of your friends from earlier in your life, Mm -hmm. are any of them or have any of them been in open relationships that you know about? No, I don't know. It could be that less of people, maybe straight couples who are usually traditionally, you know, married. Not that gay people aren't married, but they are married. And most likely if they're married, they have children, at least in my world. And so I've never heard anybody talk about it. I have heard people talk about having sex outside of their marriage. But does but, the, but that doesn't no, but they were not cheating. in yes, that is cheating. They were okay. not in open relationships, quote okay. unquote. Yeah, I mean yeah, of course. And I mean I think one of the things that I often think about is if you want to have sex with other people and stuff, why be in a relationship? And I've thought about that a lot over the years. Like why do so many of our friends have to go out and have sex with other people. You know, I guess maybe they have a comfort of being in a relationship, and so they want that, but they also want to have sex with other people. Maybe it's they want to grow old with somebody one day, and that's why they are in a relationship. But I guess I just, I still question that. Like, why don't you just be single? That way you can go do whatever you want with whoever you want, and you don't have any boundaries. Uh well, I think some people, like we we said earlier in the in the conversation, right? Some people don't separate, don't necessarily combine the act of being in a, or the idea of being in a long term term relationship with an indi- with one, with an individual or multiple individuals. These days, there are many people who are in polyamorous relationships, and so it's about the emotional connection and the sexual connection. But it doesn't mean that you save the sexual connection for just one other person. And I think that some people have that ability or or some couples can have that ability to separate those things. And they don't necessarily see sex as something that they should only share with one other person. And yeah. people might think, okay, you, you know, you have one life and and also emotional, right? You could have emotional you know, open relationships, right? Where you have a friend and you go and see them and maybe they're your, you know, special friend, right? That's yep. almost like a part of that relationship, yet you have your significant other or your partner in life. And when we moved uh, back into the Boston area and we moved to Somerville, uh, one of the things is we were looking up, like, what's Somerville all about? You know, is it we always kind of felt like it was like it had a Brooklyn vibe and uh, kind of hippie-ish in some way, some areas of Somerville. But one of the things that we found when we were looking it up is that Somerville has the highest polyamorous couples. Uh, is it in the United States? Is that what the stat was? Or I don't know if that was the stat, but, but the city of Somerville legally recognizes people. They in- just passed two laws last year. Exactly. And I don't know, I guess that laws give the people within the city certain, uh, you know, rights that other married people would have. I don't know if that means, I don't know, pick up uh, prescriptions at the CVS or in terms of the city, you can share the address and therefore parking spots or whatever sort of city benefits, maybe city employees are able to extend their benefits. Not sure what it means, but one of the very few cities. I thought it was just interesting. And, and I mean, I can see the people as we're walking down the street and stuff. I can see like this is a 
area that's very liberal. People don't care as long as you're doing the right thing and stuff. So people just, yeah. it's a, probably a good area for that. And that's a whole, I mean, you know, if I think, if from my understanding, right, that's, those are, those are multiple people that are in. Yeah. Committed relationships and defining committed as you and it's not just sex would. at all. Right. It's it's the relationship. It's living together. It's raising a family together. It's yeah, exactly right. They they do have common. It's just three people who are or four people, whoever, are sharing. You know, the love amongst themselves. I guess you would say. Yeah, and then there's also. I've known couples that have brought in a third, and they're in a thruple, and. Um, I haven't known any thruples that have actually lasted. Um, one lasted, one couple I know did last probably a little over a year, but usually it's not equal. It's usually a couple that's been together for a while, decide they meet somebody, decide to bring in a third, and then usually the third goes away. I've, I mean, I guess one of the other two could go away, but the, from the people I have known personally that have been in thruples, the third person that came in ends up leaving the relationship. Yeah, I mean, and there's also, you know, different times of people's lives or different, maybe there's different ages. So you could have situations like you described, Zach, where maybe there's a younger individual joining yep. older individuals and that, might, and maybe there's a mutually beneficial aspect of the relationship that maybe an older, more established couple are providing mm -hmm. that younger individual place to live financial or networking or helping that other person. And that doesn't mean it's just about that sort, that aspect, but it's somebody maybe that that couple liked and both found attractive yep. and wanted to help and found that, and there was an emotional connection, but yeah. it necessarily, and maybe it could have lasted, but it maybe it just didn't. Well, I do want to go on record um, just to say that if Jacob Alordi ever came and wanted to be in a thruple with us or just be with me separately, mm -hmm. that he's on my list. Well, that's that would be great. So just let throwing that out there, just so you know. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so uh, anything else that you want to add to it? Nothing that I could think of. I mean, we don't we clearly don't have a tremendous amount of experience in this <laughs> area. Don't. So we're just talking about our opinions. And I guess mostly why we have not engaged in that sort of relation, in that relationship, but, you know, to each his own. Yep. We don't judge anybody. If it works for you and it doesn't hurt anybody, then that's great. This is a no judgment zone. No judgment zone, no 100%. Judgment free zone, as exactly. they say. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. If you have any ideas, please follow me on Instagram at TheRealZachRE. Send me a DM. Let me know some ideas that you have for future shows. And also, be sure to visit my website, anythingandeverythingpodcast.com. You can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Pandora, Spotify, all of them. It's everywhere. So thanks for listening and have a great day or night. Whenever you're listening, have a great one. Bye-bye.